Oh, hello. I did not see you there. Holy macaroni, folks, and we're back with a special Comics Corner edition of Halloween. Tonight, we're going to be talking about The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Uh, this is your host, Thunder Dick Paulus, and my co-host. Token Raids! Acknowledge the High Chief. You know, I, I, I like to go the other way around sometimes. Sometimes I go by Paul this Thunder Dick, so, you know. Or General Thunderballs. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, Thunder Cleach from the Brack Show. Where's my paycheck? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, folks, we're going to be talking about Simpsons Halloween special. Uh, this is something me and my co-host have grown up. They literally started the year after we were born. So it's kind of been part of our childhood to watch it as a tradition every year. Uh, and we're going to talk about some of our favorites tonight. And um, my friend uh, Jose is going to go ahead and start us off with one of his favorite episodes. Yes, and if, um, and if there's something I've missed, like Josh, Josh here is going to... Um, remind me because he had a refresher and mine I pretty much have like Tourette's but I just do Simpsons references like so me and Newt Wallen from Schlock and All shout out to Newt that uh yeah we uh we have Tourette's where it's like we just say Simpsons quotes and Simpsons references so it'll bound references. yeah it'll I think I have that too it's just random references though it's not particular one one series so yeah me, I always, um, like my first one, my first episode is the uh, one called, and it's from season two or three, I believe. I think it's season three, where it's, uh, I don't know, I, but I think it's the, uh, well, I'm just going to say the name of the episode. It's called The Devil and Homer Simpson. This is the one where yeah, Homer... Season five, I believe. Season five, okay. This is the one where Homer sells his soul for a donut, and it's where Flanders... Is actually the devil, and to, and I don't know why. I mean, I love this episode so much because the one part that I always quote is, "So, do you like donuts? Do you want to have all the donuts in the world?" And you see all the demons just feeding Homer the donuts, and Homer just keeps eating and eating. He says more, and he says starts eating and eating, and he says, "I don't understand it." Jackie Gleason would man fifteen minutes. You know, yeah, you, you would think they they punish him for gluttony and like that just totally backfires. You would think they would know him well enough to know, <laughs> like you feed him anything and he would be perfectly fine in hell. Yeah, that's what. And then, uh, and of course, uh, there is a deleted scene where the demons are uh, bowling for Homer's head, uh, bowling with Homer's head, and uh, yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah, where like you see like the pins or like spikes and everything, and. Uh, Homer's skull cracks open, and then there's a little letter that says "I owe you one brain," and then it says "God." <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. That it's is. kind of funny because starting off, that's uh, Treehouse of Horror four, just for uh, you know clear, uh, clearance. So you know, I I checked it right now because we're actually going to be talking about every single segment on this particular Treehouse of Horror, which is kind of rare. We kind of picked pieces here and there with segments we like, you know, so we're not going to be going through the whole episode, but this will be the one we will, so. <coughs> yep, yeah. but, uh, 
<clears throat> yeah, so after that one, and of course the the episode um, where it's like okay that there is this trial where like they of course they hire Lionel Hutz, of course Marge hires Lionel Hutz because of course Homer. No, no, they got no. This was before Gil. This was uh, it was Lionel Hutz where uh, uh, the Phil Hartman wasn't it? Yeah, it was Phil Hartman. Yes, at his finest. Yeah. He was also Troy McClure. So. <laughs> oh, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember such films. I remember I said that the other day, and I was like, oh, crap, I forgot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and it was where they, uh, like, okay, it was right to a fair trial. Lionel Hutt sets the rules with Flanders, the devil, and he was like, like, okay, we get a bathroom break, like, every, like, hour or so. It's like, agreed, and then that's when Flanders says, then I picked a jury. He says, agreed. Oh, oh wait. And that's when you're like, he has, like, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, Lizzie Borden, uh, what is it, the Philadelphia Flyers from, like, back in the early 80s, and, uh, and what is it, uh, what is it, um, uh, crap, Richard Nixon, he says, well, I'm not dead yet, he says, quiet, you, he says, yes, master, you know, um, so it's actually funny, because, uh, later on, in another se uh, season, there, Homer actually goes back to hell again, and John Wayne's there, so, that's another one of two I'm gonna talk about too. Uh, yes. So, uh, so what ends up happening in this episode is where um, there is the trial, but then all of a sudden, Marge finds her wedding album, which of course Trials of Horror is like non-canon to the actual right. show. So, with, so Marge gets the wedding album, and it turns out that there's a description in the back, and it turns out that Homer <coughs> sold to Marge. Yeah, so, so legally... He said he didn't have anything else to give her. Yeah, so legally Marge is is the owner, the, well, no, uh, the sole, quote-unquote, sole possessor of Homer's soul. So meaning that it's her in her in her possession and not of the devil's or anyone else's. So no, he can't sell his soul because he doesn't have it to sell it. Yeah, because Marge initially has it. So after that, it's like, okay, well, he wins, but... For punishment, Flanders turns Homer's head into a donut. And then he eats himself. Yeah, because he keeps he keeps peeking at himself and says, Homer, quit picking yourself. He says, oh, but I'm so sweet and tasty. He says, okay, well, time to go to work. And then Lisa warns him and says, Dad, I wouldn't go out there if I were you. And there's like a dozen cops like on his lawn, like armed with uh, <laughs> coffee mugs. And he says, Chief Wiggles, like, don't worry, boys. He has to come out sometime. <laughs> I see like a line from earlier in that segment where uh, he's just about to eat the the last of the donut. And he's like, mm, for a donut, yeah. you know. <laughs> and he, he's got to keep reminding himself not to eat it. All the little and notes, the little sticky notes around it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely do not eat this, you know. So. And then Flanders like and, finishing uh, something. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, initially he sells the soul for the tastiest donut in the world. It's his one last bite, and like Flanders owns him, and it's like, yeah, and he like puts it in his pocket, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next segment of that one, uh, it's actually the one I was going to talk about, and it's Nightmare at Five and a Half Feet, and, and it's play on Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet. And that episode, and I'm sorry, and that episode comes after The Devil and Homer Simpson. It's like one episode in that one. It's a really good one, folks. You check it out on Disney Plus or Hulu. Yeah, luckily they haven't uh, banned that one, you know. Yeah. But, um, 
that one's actually a parody of 20,000 feet from Twilight Zone. And, of course, everybody knows who is in 20,000 feet. Uh, Nightmare of 20,000 feet, William Shatner. And in, and, the, and in the movie was John Lithgow. Right, exactly. Actually, like the, I like the movie better than the, I like the episode. Just the, uh, the gremlin-looking thing looked badass. It was like a skeleton-looking black thing with long white hair and, like, grabbed his face and shook the finger in the face part. That was great. Right, it says, there. Oh, of course, and for everybody here in San Antonio, you know Ace Ventura ever goes, there's someone in the wing. Some. Something. <laughs> yeah, I was just kidding. To, my, my, my co-hosts here beat me to it, but I'm sorry. Not gonna get into that. I'm sorry, so. dude. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tourette's is kicking in, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, basically what happens in the episode is, I believe Bart has a nightmare at the beginning, and he dreams of the bus is going to crash. And um, he wakes up in the morning, and he's freaked out, and he can't figure out why he feels so bad. Well, he ends up getting on the bus uh, to go to school, and the bus actually has this little Homer-looking gremlin trying to take it down. It literally, it literally has Homer's head. It, it like has the little three lines on his hair and shit like that, and like uh, Kermit the Frog neck frill thing. And this thing is tearing apart the bus. He tears apart the uh, the brake lights. He tears apart the uh, <laughs> he tears all the um, the the nuts off the tires and stuff like that. And uh, you know, Bart is trying to tell everybody about the Gremlin, but nobody believes him. So throughout the episode, he's just trying to get people to believe him and save the bus from crashing. At one point, he screams about the gremlin, and everybody runs over to look, <laughs> including Otto, who's supposed to be driving the bus. So, um, so later on, Bart takes out a flare and throws it out the window towards the gremlin. Well, they think Bart is trying to jump out the window. Well, they grab him back in, but he drops the flare, and the flare knocks the gremlin onto the road. And he lands on Flanders' car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, somehow the Gremlin catches up to the bus, and lo and behold, he has Flanders' severed head. Oh, Flanders' severed head with him. And what did you say, Jose? Hadley ho, Bart. <laughs> so, and. Uh, I forget how uh, how they actually get the gremlin off. Was it uh, he rams into something? Um, what they did is that yeah, like Bart gets like the rope. Uh, it was like a, it was like fireworks that they were putting. Uh, like Jimbo, Jimbo Jones was putting like little like I think like road flares on uh on right. Martin. It was an Uder. It was Martin's uh, shorts, and Bart gets the road flare, but then one of them drops, and then Bart like puts it back on Martin. Martin Prince, and then that's when he opens the window, and then that's where you know, like all yeah, the papers are flying. Skin talking about the road flare, he drops it. Yeah, and, and then he lands on uh, Flanders' car. Yeah, because uh, so he the bus barely makes it to school, and as soon as it pulls into the in front of the school, it completely breaks down, and they uh, they take Bart away in a straitjacket to the loony bin. So, which is exactly what happens on. Uh, Nightmare 20,000 feet. 
and uh, and I just want to say about uh, that one, like yeah, like Bart hits the gremlin with the road flare, and then that's when it like it hits the ground. Then that's when it hits Flanders' car, and then uh, Flanders picks it up. He goes, "Oh, it's some type of hideous monster!" And then like he takes off his green sweater and he cuddles oh, it. Like swipe at him, yeah. Yeah, he goes. He goes. Oh, isn't that cute? He's trying to gouge my eyes out, and then the gremlin is like uncomfortable. He's like, "Oh." <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like even Flanders is too much even for the gremlin. So, yeah, and then that's but, when uh, when they haul up Bart in the ambulance. Then that's when the gremlin like taps on the window, goes hey, kick, kick, kick. and then that's when he picks up the hit. He says, "Hi, ho, Bart!" And then yeah. Well, in the uh, Twilight movie, the uh, it's uh, John Lithgow. He gets in the the uh, ambulance and he's all freaked out and he starts telling the uh, EMT about it. And like the EMT starts like giving him like you want to see something really crazy or something like that. I think yeah. <laughs> like I, I think that's how that episode ends in uh, the Twilight Zone movie, but which is a great movie. It is. Which they they've actually taken um, more segments from the Twilight Zone movie as well, because they also did the uh, the boy that can make anything happen with his mind. Oh yes, um, yeah. I was gonna. Well, not really talk about that one next, but yeah, we should bring that one up to uh, later. Yeah. Well, it's because it goes in along with the Twilight Zone. Yes. Since they've actually done quite a few Twilight Zone uh, parodies and stuff like that, and then they started running out of ideas. <laughs> That's <laughs> they like started doing like crappy movies and stuff like that. Yeah, they have. Like and I think one of the most recent ones that I liked was the uh, Godzilla one. Oh yes. Where uh, Grandpa's sending donuts out the sea and the Sea of Japan <laughs> to a Homerzilla, and uh, they actually, they actually, the uh, Homerzilla starts uh, tearing up Japan, and the American movie execs are like, "Oh, this will be great! This will be a great movie!" And they make fun of the 1990, was it 98? Yes, uh, Godzilla. Which is fucking horrible. If people have ever heard us talk about Godzilla, like we 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 denounce that movie. It, it's kind of like Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters twenty sixteen to us. Like that movie is horrible. And the Halloween ends to me. The amusing about that movie was the Taco Bell tie-in. Yeah, and uh, and the some some songs from the soundtrack is pretty good, which I still listen to. But it's kind of like Jurassic Park in New York, except for just yeah. I'm sorry. It is blasphemy. Yes, it is. Especially the fake out ending where, like, I was in the theater that that went in the side track. Uh, I was in the theater, and then we had like that ending where, like, they just see like, okay, Madison Square Garden blows up. Everybody in the theater gets up from their seat. They start walking out. Then all of a sudden, you hear the roar, and it's like, okay, Godzilla's yeah, still alive. So, baby Godzilla. yeah, it was like ten minutes left the movie and everybody like gets up and leaves i'm surprised they made it that far yeah exactly <laughs> fuck you matthew matthew broderick you fucked up my godzilla childhood <laughs> and uh was matthew broderick, was it? yes it was it was and of course okay. there's like three and speaking of simpsons this is simpsons related because uh the guy who plays the news reporter is kent brockman himself harry Shear. Uh, okay. Yeah, never knew 
Yeah, everybody says, hello, New York, you know, where he tries to get, where he tries to get with the, uh, Matthew Broderick's ex-girlfriend, goes, so, have dinner with me. That's Harry Shearer. He's the voice of Ken Brockman, Mr. Burns, Smithers, former Dr. Hibbert, which, that's bullshit right now, and, um... He's not allowed to voice that character anymore because he's not black. Yeah, and, of course, Harry Shearer is... Flanders. But he's only been doing the voice for what, like 25 fucking years? Until finally everybody caught wind of it, like, oh yeah. And of course, another voice is uh, the guy who plays the cameraman, Animal, is um, uh, Hank Azaria, who plays Moe. I was going to say Henry Azaria, but yeah, Hank Azaria. Uh, I love Hank Azaria. He's great. Uh, he's a great comedian. And, you know, of course, he plays Apu. Uh, uh, that's, another, that's another one he has can't voice. He cannot voice Carl, too. Of course. Yeah. That's what we get. For, like, really, it's a fucking cartoon character. Uh, you, you know, are you going to take every fucking cartoon and like, oh, well, they can't play that character unless they're that race. What are you going to do about anime, uh, like, uh, Japanese animation? Are you just, nope, got to hire all Asians. I don't think there's enough Asians to voice all of the Western, uh, the Japanese animation that comes over to, you know, the West. I know. I mean, talent. I mean, appreciate the talent. I mean, don't. Appre- I mean, it doesn't matter who voices it as long as they do a great job and, er- and everything. And uh, just one more thing: uh, Bart Simpson herself, Nancy Cartwright, is uh, makes a small cameo with Harry Shear, where it's like Harry Shear, like, "Well, give me a story," and then it says, "Sir, I think your story just walked by the window," which happens to be Godzilla ninety eight. Or Zilla, that's what we call no, Zilla. No, you can't even call him Godzilla. It's, it's Zilla, Zilla, yes. Like, he didn't have it even. He didn't even have the God part because he sucked that much. Yeah. And he was a fucking female. Godzilla was not a female, you assholes. Yeah, it was like eight. They ace. He this creature asexually reproduced. So that was like what? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, they were basically little clones and shit like that. So, but you know, of course. They, for some reason, they thought it was a good idea to make Baby Godzilla. Like, okay, Mizuki was bad as, uh, like, horrible, you know? Oh, yeah. Mizuki, which was the, uh, I believe it's the 1970s, uh, Baby Godzilla. Yes. Which he found as an egg. And I believe it's the spider, uh, Komoduka, I think. No, you're right, you're right, Komo, yeah. Komogaka, something like that. It's, it's the spider, uh, the spider. Uh, villain, uh, the kaiju, the spider kaiju. That's when he finds the uh, egg on the island. So, and he blows those little piss at uh, smoke rings. <laughs> yeah, <Yo. laughs> we're getting off topic. Uh, I know, anyway, but but of course, what we're talking about. The next segment. Yeah, we're talking about Zilla ninety eight. Is because yeah, they have like three. Uh, uh, voice actors from the Simpsons in this movie. This is so. This is Simpsons related, honestly. Yeah, we kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent, but we, it was just fun tribute we thought we'd include. Yes. If you're going to see it, if you see the newscaster, it's like, oh, look, it's Ken Brockman. It is Ken Brockman. He's the voice of Ken Brockman, Harry Shearer. If you can't sit through that horrible movie. If, yeah, if anybody can, yes. <laughs> so, moving on to our next segment is the last segment of Treehouse Tree of Horror, or, which is Rams, or Bart. 
Oh, Bart Simpson's Dracula. Dracula. Yes. Uh, this would be mine. This is like, and it's all the same episode. Like this one, to me, was the definitive one of the many definitive Treehouse of Horror episodes because, like, you, I talked about Devil and Homer Simpson. You talked about Terror at five and a half feet. Now this one is Bart Simpson's Dracula, where it starts off with like the dog, the painting of the dogs playing poker, which Homer freaks out about. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember they're that. They're dogs, and they're playing poker. It, it, it always reminds me of uh, Dracula Dead Loving It. I know it's supposed to look like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. But Mr. Burns ends up looking more like Dracula Dead Loving It. Yes, and it's funny, too, because uh, they go in the castle, and Mr. Burns looks like the uh, Dracula from Bram, uh, Gary Oldman, Bram Stoker's Dracula, with Keanu Reeves. Whoa! And uh, it's funny because, like, this, and this is something, like, we can't talk about but this was featured in the episode which really where um lisa tells homer says dad do you think this is do you notice something weird about mr burns and homer says yeah that hair looks so queer and mr burns him in his shadow <laughs> yeah you can't get away with that anymore. <laughs> yeah we can't say that no more and then Mr. Burns in the shadow turn around and says, I heard that. And then Homer says, it was the boy. You know, he points to Bart. But yeah, and this is one of the things where like, yeah, it's so funny. But of course, yeah, we can't say that nowadays. We can't get, it's right, John. We can't get away with that anymore. And even when we said it, when we were younger and stuff like that, it was not an insult for gay people. It really wasn't. It was like, you suck, you're horrible, you know, you're a waste of a human being more so than anything yeah that's but, that's what it meant yeah uh, going back real quick speaking of Gary Oldman one of my favorite movies he's in is Fifth Element oh man movie. yes Zerg Hall pass. It was funny. Like I was when I was at work, um, one of the nurses blocked my way, and then uh, it was like, "Thou shall not pass." And then I, I showed her my badge, and I said, "Multi pass." They're like, "Oh, development." I said, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> nice. uh, one of my favorite parts from that movie. It looks so stupid. Is when the uh, like the ultimate evil, whatever you want to call it, the giant meteor, yeah. is talking to uh, Zerg, and his head starts bleeding. It does not look like blood. It looks like fucking barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah, it does. I don't know why, but every time I see that, I was like, oh. Every time I go like pass by the barbecue section at Walmart or HEB, I'm like, oh, look. Zerg blood. <laughs> right. And of course, going back to, you know, talking about Fifth Element, it had, uh, you know, uh, Chris, uh, goddamn, what's his name? Oh, Chris, Chris Tucker. Uh, Chris Tucker. Yeah, there you go. Smoke, Smokey from Friday. With, uh, what was his name in the movie? I can't remember. It's like, it's like, are we green? Green, any kind of green you want. Okay, and then green. that, and then like, I remember when he says, oh, baby, call me Ruby. Ruby. Rod. That's what it was, Ruby Rod. Yeah, we go, Ruby. He says, oh, baby, call me Ruby. Yeah, that one's it, yep. Ruby Rod. <laughs> and then Bruce Willis, like, corners in the fucking hallway. He's like, you know, he, he pretty much tells him, stay the fuck away from me. We're gonna, we're not going to do all this bullshit. Are we green? Super green. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> That's, yeah. Anyway, get back to Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, Bart, Bart Simpson's Dracula, yeah. But, um, I forgot, uh, okay, so, the... Continuing on in this episode, uh, it was where they, um, it was the news, because I just wanted to get that part out of the way where they get to Mr. Burns' castle. So, what ends up happening is that um, 
that they found a uh, black cape uh, somewhere. And then that's when Lisa says, oh, they're dealing with Nosferatu, you know, the undead. And then Homer says, oh, please, vampires don't exist like leprechauns, gremlins, or Eskimos. <laughs> No, that's right. That is, and then so later afterwards, like Mr. Burns buys the blood bank, and this is why when Mr. Burns buys the blood bank, blah blah blah. So then going back to the castle, uh, they find out that Mr. Burns is actually, of course, he's a vampire. He's Dracula. So what happens is that they're trying to escape because like the whole horde of zombies is like trying to uh, un uh vampire zombies are uh, right. escape you know they're saving their crypts and then of course Lisa escapes and then Bart finds a lever where it says super happy fun slide and he says well I'd be stupid not to so he pulls the lever and then he goes down the slide he goes wee and then all of a sudden he uh, goes to uh, freaking uh, like Mr. Burns like has him down he has him pinned down and Mr. Burns says oh look it's a little boy you know <laughs> so he doesn't tell him, but then, like, of course, Mr. Burns bites Bart. Bart becomes a vampire. So it becomes Bram Stoker, Dracula, and Lost Boys all at the same time because Bart actually yeah, recruits. Because they, they transform the rest of the family into uh, vampires at the very end of the episode. I do remember that. Yes. And, uh, and of course, oh, but my favorite part is uh, uh, where they find out Bart's a vampire. My favorite part in that episode was. Uh, grandpa he has the steak and the mallet and he says we must kill the boy and then Marge says how do you know he's a vampire and grandpa drops the steak and the mallet he says he's a vampire ah! and he starts running off <laughs> I love that part so much because it's like I don't know why he wants to kill him <laughs> he just wants to kill him because he knows he's evil yeah uh, the next, uh, the next one we're going to talk about is actually the very next one, Treehouse of Horror 5. And these two, belong, well, one of them belongs to both of us, and the other one is one specifically that I love from, uh, like, it's one of my favorite ones out of all of Treehouse of Horror. And it's the uh, Time and Punishment. It's basically uh, The Sound of Thunder. If you haven't read Sound of Thunder, it's about a man that goes back in time on a tour of... Um, the, I think like Triassic period or uh, Jurassic period, I'm not sure which, but they do time tours and he actually steps on a butterfly and that's where the butterfly effect actually comes from because when he stepped on the butterfly and went back forward in time, he actually reset time and pretty much, they don't call him Hitler in the book, but it's Hitler. It, it, Hitler becomes a pirate when he goes back in time, and so he has to keep going back and forth and trying to fix uh, his timeline. So, but uh, in this one, it's actually Homer breaks the toaster after he gets his hand stuck in it, and uh, so he takes it down to the basement, and somehow he's got all these crazy parts that he adds onto it, and he ends up transporting himself back uh, to the time of the dinosaurs, and one of the first thing he does is is uh, he has a memory of Abe saying, you know, I got advice on my wedding night. He says, if I ever try time travel, you never touch anything because it can screw up time itself. And then Mosquito, of course, flies towards Homer. <laughs> it's a great line. It's like, stupid bud, you go to squish now. And he smashes it with the toaster. 
and he ends up going back to his own timeline, and the uh, the family, he goes to check on him, he thinks everything's fine, but they're actually, um, I think they're lizard people at that point. Oh no, that's towards the end, it was, uh, oh, it's not the end. yeah, that was the end, uh, what happened is that, uh, he, uh, goes to this timeline where oh, it's, it's, it's uh, Ned Flanders. Yes, I was gonna say yes. That were ever that were Ned Flanders is like president of the world. Right, right, and he's a dictator. Yes. And so they he sends uh, Homer and the family to uh, re-education camp. And that was where uh, like okay everybody big smiles and they like have like the little metal dealies and then like Homer goes to the next guy and says what the hell are you smiling at? Oh, smiling about <laughs> yeah they actually have hooks in his mouth. He's yeah like, there we go. Okay folks let the hooks do the work. So but eventually Homer manages to uh, manages to escape from the reeducation camp and ends up getting back to his poster. And he travels back in time again. And this time he avoids um, avoids smashing a mosquito, but he almost gets eaten by T Rex. And he's trying to dodge the T Rex. And in this uh, Treehouse of Horrors, actually, my favorite line is uh, he ends up tripping and smashing a fish that's crawling out of the sea or oh. the ocean. Oh, and yeah. He says, I, 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 I wish, I wish how I hadn't killed that fish. Because he ends up like tripping and smashing it with his big fat ass. And then oh. that's when he goes, and then that's the timeline where he goes to like the perfect timeline where it was Marge and every, uh, Marge and like every, like the kids were well behaved, everybody's all fancy and everything. Patty and Selma are dead. <laughs> yeah. And that one. It's oh, no, 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 that's, that, that's the, the one after that. It's, uh, that one is actually, he finds Bart and Lisa are giants, and they're trying to crush them. Oh, yeah. The next one, the next one he goes back, and the T-Rex is about to eat him again, and he sneezes, and he kills all the dinosaurs. And then that's, he goes back, he, that's what he says, uh, uh, that's when he says, this is gonna cost me, because <laughs> all the dinosaurs yeah. are dying out. <laughs> But yeah, they just they caught a cold and they keep sneezing and the next one dies down the line like dominoes. And my my favorite one, I'm sorry, my favorite one is where like where Homer like stands still. He says, "Okay, do not touch anything," and then he says, "Well, anything can happen, right?" And then you see like this dinosaur like walk beside him and he goes, "Hmm," you know, it's just like yeah. I <laughs> love that. It was a giant sloth. There we go. It was a sloth. It was like, mm. you know, it just yeah. walks off, man. I love that. Yeah, and he goes back to his timeline once again, and this time, everything seems to be perfect. Like, uh, as I said earlier, Patty and some are dead, the kids are well-behaved, they're rich, and, uh, you know, Homer's excited to live his new life. Well, he sits down, and he asks Marge to pass him a donut, and they absolutely have no idea what donuts are. And it's such a freak-out moment for Homer that he wishes... Even with everything else perfect in his life, he would not stay in that timeline without donuts. Unfortunately, he goes back in time, and then minutes later, they're saying, oh, it's raining again, and it's literally raining donuts. <laughs> Should have stayed in that timeline, man. <laughs> yeah. If he would have just stayed a couple more seconds, he would have found out. Man. And uh, eventually, he goes back 
the last time, and Groundskeeper Willie tries to help him, but uh, Maggie actually axes him in the back. <laughs> and and uh, it was James Earl Jones who said, this is a completely disturbing universe. <laughs> right. And uh, he goes back his last time, or sorry, he goes back one more time, and he decides to smash everything with a baseball bat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even a giant-ass mosquito comes towards him. <laughs> he, was, he was done with it. And uh, he ends up going back. And everything seems normal, except for now they have lizard tongues that they use to grab things with. So, other than that, he's like, eh, oh, close enough. So. <laughs> now we're going back to the second before that one, which is the shinny. Oh, yeah. She want to get sued? So. <laughs> so, Jose. Yes. No beer, no TV. Makes Homer something something. Go crazy. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> so, oh. that one's great. It, it's it's based off the shining of uh you know with Jack Jack Nicholson. Well, well, yeah, Jack. Yes. And just to run down real quick, it's basically the same except Mr. Burns. Uh, they're they're hotel sitting for Mr. Burns or groundskeeper. Groundskeeper Willie has, happens to be there, and he's the groundskeeper. And he finds out Bart has the shinny. And he's like, don't you be in the shining? He's like, no, the shinny. You want to get a suit? Yeah. So Bart, Bart has the, uh, the shinny. And Homer is slowly going mad because Mr. Burns cut off all the TV, uh, the cable, and took away all the beer for the winter. So, and uh, it slowly drives Homer crazy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they do a couple of things. Uh, Mo actually appears as a ghost trying to get Homer to kill his family for a beer. And uh, Marge finds the, uh, the famous typewriter scene and uh, it says feeling fine. And then she looks around and everything's covered with uh, no TV and no beer make Homer go crazy. So, and that's when he uh, comes out and says the great line, you know, I've been I've been really trying, Marge. Uh, you know, no beer, no TV, make Homer go something, something. I've been trying to work on it. <laughs> and then she says, go crazy, and then he yells, I don't mind if I do. So he begins chasing her through the hotel. And uh, she locks herself away. In the meantime, uh, Homer's busting through the doors with an axe, trying to figure out where he went. And... Um, one of them was, here's Johnny, and there was nobody. And then the second one, of course, we love saying this. Uh, he says, David Letterman. And you see Grandpa, and he says, oh, well, hi, David, David I'm, I'm Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one is like, I'm a, what is it? Uh, he like, starts naming all the like the anchors like from 60 Minutes. So yeah. 60, says, oh, there's a more in 60 Minutes. And then they're like, they, he finds the whole family, and they all start screaming. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, Bart ends up calling uh, Willie to come help him, and Willie comes out and tries to rescue him, and Homer kills him almost immediately. Well, Willie had a small, portable little TV, and uh, <laughs> uh, Bart gives Homer the little TV, and Homer uh, starts calming down. He's like, feeling the, uh, the murder rate? Lowering, or society? Oh, yeah, it's society. Gone. <laughs> Urge and, uh, to kill, gone. <laughs> and then the, uh, what was it, was it the Emmys? Or the, no, it was the, oh, it was that, 
it was that uh, it was that furnace rage rising, right? They yeah, it was you know, frozen because they can't change the channel. It was that song, and I heard it on Scrubs, where it was like one, yeah, da, 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 da. yeah, it was that one, yeah, and yes, something about a chorus line, yeah, that's all I remember. So. And and that one, and bonus uh, honorable mention, the same one. Uh, in all those three segments, Willie gets an axe to the back because the next one is Soylent Green, a parody of Soylent Green, where uh, the faculty or Principal Skinner and the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah that they're, yeah they're, they're killing and uh, killing the kids, and Bart and Lisa, yeah, Millhouse, Bart and Lisa were the supposed survivors, but they end up dying. But it was Bart's nightmare, and that's when this like. Uh, the whole family is there in the ending, and then that's when the, like this gas there uh, leaks into the room, and it turns everybody inside out. And then they start singing the song from the little portable TV. <laughs> oh, they start to yeah, like one. Yeah, well, I yeah. Saw that one. That's yeah. The one I, like I don't really care for that segment too much, but the other one too. Uh, the other two were great. Those are great. So. Yes. So it's your next segment, Jose. My next one. Oh, like I said, uh. Is the one, of course, about the Krusty doll. And there was the one, uh, of course, if, if everybody knows that one, it says, oh, somebody switched this to evil and they switched it to good. So this one, I love this one because it, it's a parody, like, uh, of course, it's a parody of, of Child's Play and Gremlins, where Homer goes to this ancient Chinese shop and it was the Chinese, uh, what is it, the keeper from Gremlins, where he goes, this yeah, doll is cursed. The old Chinese man. Yes. And, uh, and he says, oh, we have Froger. The Froger is cursed. And then he says, that's, that's bad. He says, it contains high potassium. Homer like just looks at him and then that's when the Chinese guy says, that's bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, so he gives him the doll, you know, he gives, and then Krusty uh, says, I'm Krusty the Clown. I'm Krusty the Clown. And I don't like you. He says, oh, yeah. He says, I'm Krusty the Clown. And I'm going to kill you. He says, oh, yeah, with what? And then as he grabs a big old butcher's knife. And then uh, my favorite scene is where Homer's in the bathtub. And it's like he starts singing the Oscar Mayer song. He says, my baloney has a first name. It's H-O-M-E-R. And then all of a sudden you see Krusty like bring out this big ass harpoon and then there's a homer like runs out naked out of the tub and then there's patty and selma they're like whoa he says well there goes the last of my heterosexuality <laughs> <laughs> well this is, that's when he also continues the song he's like my baloney has a second name it's h-o-m-e-r yes yeah it was that one and um and then that's when he says, "Oh, you, uh, Homer, like to get rid of crust, the the doll Krusty, he uh, ties him. Uh, he like throws him in a sack full of dirty socks. And then Krusty says, huh, you think your smelly, stinky socks are gonna knock, tire me out? Oh, yeah. And he like yeah, kills not, not like chloroform. Yeah, and then like he uh, Homer throw, like there's like uh, he throws him in the river. no, no, it was a bottomless pit. Uh, okay. and they start th uh, Homer throws the crusty doll off the bottomless pit and then all of a sudden after that and it's Fat Tony and his cronies they dump a body in there and then the next guy I don't know why the last guy says I don't know why people want uh, don't want these nude pictures of Whoopi Goldberg he throws it in there and all of a sudden the bottomless pit throws it back up he goes what the <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame him. What would have thrown it back up to? So then, yeah, the Krusty doll finds his way in. You know, he finds his way back. And then, um, Krusty the Clown is like, Guess who, fat boy? And then, uh, Homer says, Mars, the doll's trying to kill me and the toaster's laughing at me. So, 
So then that's when they call the uh Marge says, Yeah, my doll is trying to kill my husband. Yeah, I'll hold. And then that's when uh they says, Oh, someone switched this to evil. They that's what the manufacturer, yeah. They sent out like somebody to to check out the uh, doll. Yeah, and he says, oh, we gotta switch it back to good. And he says, I love you, Homer. And then that's when, like, Krusty becomes his, like, slave. <laughs> and so he's giving him, like, food and everything. And then then after that, that's when he gets with uh, Malibu Stacy in the end. And, yeah, uh, he comes in with Malibu Stacy <laughs> in her uh, Lisa's dream house. Yeah, so. and then that's when they play that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. So I actually like that one. That one's funny just because like just the bathtub scene alone it was just funny when you like crusty with a harpoon just like this funny i don't know why it was just funny yeah so the next one we're going to talk about is uh treehouse of horror 10 and uh we're actually uh we're doing two segments from this one as well so the first one is i know what you did the it's the it and it's a parody of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, they had just escaped from, what was it, vampires or something like that? And uh, Marge, uh, Homer, Lisa, Maggie, and Bart were in the back seat. And uh, Homer, was, apparently the reason why they were fighting off vampires was to get a box of Super Golden Crisp. Oh, yeah, I love that. And, of course, Homer says, you know, can't get enough of that golden crisp. And Marge is driving through a foggy uh, road, and uh, she asks Homer, which is my favorite line in the, the whole episode, is, uh, Homer, did you, uh, did you put the fog lights in? And he thinks, I guess I forgot to put the fog lights. So. He says, we gotta pull over and play it safe. So what ends up happening is that Ned is uh, actually hit by Marge because she can't see what she's doing. And, and it, uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say that yeah, like they they hit something, but they like they were like shocked to see it was Flanders. And he was actually dressed like the uh, sea captain or whatever from the movie, wasn't he? No, he was actually uh, he was actually in regular clothes, the green sweater and everything. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, they're trying to cover up and cover up his death that they they think they killed him. And uh, the way Homer checks to see if he's actually dead is he pokes him in the eye about ten times <laughs> with a stick. He's like, "Yep, dead." He's dead, dead all right. Yep. So uh, Homer grabs the uh, the corpse of Ned Flanders and you know, has a, a little sideline talk with him, and he makes sure that, you know, Ned knows the plan, that if anybody asks if you're dead, you're not, and he shakes Ned's head. <laughs> so the next step is to actually try to make sure to look, make it look like an accident, and he climbs up on the roof, and he's puppeting uh, Ned Flanders around like a weekend, weekend at Bernie's, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, he, he calls attention to uh, Maude Flanders which is out in the garden and the uh, and Homer and Ned are on top of the, uh, the roof and uh, Homer's pretending to be uh, uh, Ned and he keeps throwing Diddley into his sentence at random This is hi Maude Diddley <laughs> <laughs> I'm with my friend Homer Diddley <laughs> so, um, 
he then proceeds to throw Ned off the body of Ned off the house. And just before he did, Maud happened to turn around and not see it and went inside the house. So uh, unfortunately, his plan didn't work. So he grabbed the body of Ned, kicked in the door, and said, uh, uh, Maud, I'm having a heart attack, isn't he? And he throws his ass on the <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, what proceeds to happen from there, they have a they have a funeral for Ned Flanders. And, you know, Homer, is, uh, they go to the church, and Homer almost gets away that they killed him. <laughs> yeah, that's where, like, Marge was like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Yeah. So they end up going back home, and on their way home, they get to their house, and they find their house covered in "I know what you did, Disney," and uh, there is Ned dressed as the captain with a hook in his hand. Yes. And they end up running, and uh, he starts laughing, and he exposes himself to tell the Simpsons that. He actually was on a late night fog walk. And during that late night fog walk, Homer, uh, or not Homer, sorry, Ned ends up being attacked by werewolves. And so he ends up as a werewolf. And during the the, um, the other perspective of Ned, you actually see Ned turn into a werewolf and go towards the Simpsons car as they're coming down the foggy road. And you hear Homer sing the, uh, I guess, I forgot to put fog legend again. And you see them hit Flanders, and he turns back into a normal person. And they kind of laugh about it, about the fact that he's like, oh, so you're trying to kill us. He's like, yep, I sure did it. Did. <laughs> and then that's when, like, yeah, and then uh, Flanders turns into the werewolf, and then all of a sudden he snarls, he goes, <gasps> deadly, you know. And uh, the whole family runs away, says, hey, get a little werewolf Flanders, and then when uh, Flanders attacks Homer, but then Homer's like, oh, is that all you got? Is that the best you can do, Wolfie? Oh, he says, you're, it seems your eyes are a little bit bigger than your stomach, Wolfie. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, Classic. That's one, another one of my favorite segments. I think he's going to lead us with another one. The other one, um... I forget which one this was, but uh, I think my favorite one is uh, the Jerry Springer one. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Starship Poopers. Starship Poopers. This one, um, it's kind of crazy though, like because you know the height popularity of Jerry Springer at the time. That uh, this episode starts off with um, Kang, actually is Maggie's father. Again, this is uh, non-canon, but it's hilarious where. Um, that Mag that uh, with and then like uh, her baby legs fall off and it re- and it reveals that it's uh the squid like alien which is Kang like Kang's uh, uh Kang and yeah, Kodo's species. He's Rigelian Seven or something like that. Yeah. And uh. And she also gets a fang like a big spiked fang. Just like uh yeah just like Kang uh, Kang and Kodo's almost. Yeah. And, uh, and what? Got a signal. With the pacifier, and that's when it says, Oh, it's time to see my daughter. And he goes, Oh, you know, <laughs> I always like that sound. <laughs> they received the message from him, and it says, uh, Larval stage completed. Have terrible rash. 
itchy over. So they decided to go to her and uh, pick up his daughter. Yeah, and it's like, oh, Homer answers that, oh, great, Mormon. <laughs> says, oh, actually, you know. <laughs> and then that's when... Uh, yeah, they were, they were uh, Universal Presbyterian or something like that. Yeah, and then that's when... Um, it turns out that Marge conf- you know, confesses that, that Kang is actually uh, Maggie's father. And then that's when Homer says, you intergalactic hussy. Yeah, yeah, it was like, it was you intergalactic hussy. And then like, Homer starts crying, was he better than me? I mean, that's all, I mean, I don't know, dude, that was hilarious. I don't know why. Of course, that's what a guy's worried about. You know what I mean? So, but it turns out so that... Marge it, explains, you know, what happened exactly. Yeah. And it was because she was abducted and then like... Uh, it was like okay, their choices were a movie theater, a back uh, backseat of a Camaro, or the or the alley behind a porno theater. It was a airplane uh, bathroom. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, airplane, airplane bathroom, uh, backseat of Camaro. Um, what's the third one? Oh, the the ba- the alley behind the porno theater. Yeah. So and she just the last one, which is the porno theater. I know, and then. And, uh, they didn't really do anything. It was just like a phaser, and then that was it. He goes, uh, Mars says, oh, that's it. And he says, what are you implying? And I'm like, oh, wow. That was awfully quick. So, what are you implying? Yes. You tell Mars, he's like, oh, well, I have a meeting tomorrow. You're a super girl. I'll call you. And drops her ass back down on Earth. Yeah, it was like, there wasn't really, like, really anything. It was just like a laser, and that was it. She, she just got like, just like phased, and that was it. <laughs> and then that's when they go. And so they end up going on Jerry Springer. Yep, which is my favorite because uh, uh, what is it like? Uh, Kang comes out like he kisses Marge's hand, and Homer like like punches him and everything. No, but I like what he says. Jerry Springer says, "Oh well, Kang's in the back, you know, or in the soundproof booth where he can't hear us." And Kang says, "I hear all." You know, I love that. Art. and then that's when a uh, homer like whoops you know beats him up and they try to like restrain him and everything and then uh my favorite part is the uh of course the member of the audience where this lady's like yeah i got something to see that gross thing and then jerry springer says homer and he says no the green dude is it someone ought to teach your green ass some responsibility and all this so then uh <laughs> kang gets the laser yeah zapster says hey kang you can't bully my audience he goes oh yeah and then like he takes out the whole audience and then that's when Jerry Springer says well it's my final thought you know you know something you know about you know whenever a child's life is involved and everything and that's when Maggie attacks Jerry Springer goes oh son of a beep beep and you know you hear all the cursing so Homer and Kang continue their fight Maggie kills Jerry Springer it's it was just hilarious man yeah and then they have a margins of like cursing herself which she's like I'm so fucking embarrassed yeah <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, does Kang actually end up killing Jerry Springer as well? Yeah, they do. Well, I, yeah, they do because uh, uh, Maggie uh, was biting Jerry Springer, yeah, and then Kang she, she latches onto his face and starts biting him with her one little thing. Yeah, and then that's when Kang uh, grabs Jerry Springer's corpse and just like has it hanging right there. Yeah, and then of course Kang, you know, gets the hell out of there and leaves Homer Marge to raise the baby. Yeah, and he says, "Okay, let's just forget everything. This whole thing ever happened." Then Maggie like talks, and she says, "Very well, I'll drive." You know everything. Yeah. So it was kind of a throwback to uh, Maggie talking before as well. So. Yeah. 
and that leads us into Halloween of Horror, I believe it's 11, and it's the one about, uh, it's, uh, fairy tales, so we have, uh, it's, uh, Homer and Marge live in a giant pumpkin along with Bart and Lisa, uh, Lisa's still a book, a bookworm, and she has a fairy tale book of uh, fairy tales that basically ends up leading her through the episode, and it kicks off with Homer coming home and complaining that he lost his job as an oaf. So Bart suggests to see if he can be a dunce. So he rips a page out of Lisa's book and makes himself a dunce cap, and um, he actually uh, catches himself on fire. And he complains that, oh, well, I could never be a dunce. I was born an oaf, and I die an oaf. <laughs> so, uh, they, they can't feed their kids, so they end up abandoning Bart and Lisa in the forest, like Hansel and Gretel. And, uh... It's funny, he says, say hello to your other brother and sister. What brother and sister? And it turned out there was, like, an older version of Bart and Lisa skeleton fight right. in the, the, the war. Yeah. <laughs> the skeletal remains. And they end up going through the forest and everything like that. And uh, they, the first thing they come across is the uh, three bears. I love that. Three bears. And so Bart breaks in, and they sit at the table, and Lisa's asking where Goldilocks is. And <laughs> Bart's sitting with the uh, the porridge, and of course he goes through the whole. This is too hot. This is too cold. And instead of going to the third one, he's like, I know what I got to do. And he takes the cold one and he pours it in the hot one and ends up eating it. Yeah, he and, mixes uh, it to like, yeah, make it warm. So it's it'll give it a solution. Yeah, well, or, or he could just eat the one that was already, you know, uh, ready to go. But it was a smaller bowl. It was the baby bowl. Anyway, so the three bears end up coming back home and scare Bart and Lisa out of the house. And they sneak around the bears and end up putting a chair underneath the door. Meanwhile, Goldilocks ends up waking up from her nap. <laughs> and uh, she sees the three bears. She screams after they, um, you know, try to maul her. She runs to the door, but she can't get out because Bart has snuck a chair underneath the doorknob. So <laughs> the three bears end up mauling her to death. And you can see the blood, like, coming from underneath the door. <laughs> yeah. She's screaming, Oh, God! Oh, God! Ah! Like blood seep under the door. <laughs> great. That's oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, and uh, they continue along the forest, and they end up at a witch's house, uh, a gingerbread house. And so, Bart starts eating on it, and a witch comes out, and she invites him in, and Lisa, of course, warns him that this is the witch's house of the gingerbread house is going to eat him and he tells Lisa pretty much to you know quit being such a nerd <laughs> and they go in and Lisa ends up getting uh, put in chains and Bart ends up being, uh, being fed until he's nice and plump Oh yeah, where she like, well, will you quit basting yourself because like he's eating and then like he's having like the little ladle he's like squeezing like Fixins, uh, yeah, he's grieving. Kind of turkey baster, yeah. Basting himself. So, and uh, you know, uh, Lisa, uh, the uh, the witch comes over, and 
tells uh, Lisa that she needs to quit, uh, start sweeping instead of, uh, you know, talking to her brother. And uh, she's like, why? You got, you got somebody coming over? And she's like, I have a boyfriend. She's like, sure you do. What's his name? George. And then she looks around the, the gingerbread house and it says, Cauldron. So Lisa's like, start, uh, they start mocking her. And he's like, yeah. And I got a date with Ed Ladle. <laughs> and then that's when like no. she tried to like uh, put oh, Lisa in the in the fire then that's when Homer starts eating the house <laughs> yeah he starts busting in from the outside like eating the house and uh you know he, he ends up biting a low bearing candy cane <laughs> the witch gets mad and curses him and he gets turned into a fish headed chicken with Room arms and donkey ears, and he starts uh, talking to witch. He's like, "Oh yeah, what else are you gonna do?" <laughs> it starts uh, like scra- doing like chicken scratches, I guess. Yeah. And um, she uh, grabs Homer and throws his head in the furnace, and he's like, mm, "Fish." He's like, "Ah, that's me." <laughs> <laughs> and he gets up kicking the witch and throwing her in, and. Uh, <laughs> right as she uh, she's in the oven, they hear a door uh, door being knocked on, and ends up being she actually did have a boyfriend named George Goldrin. Yeah. He asked how long would she be? And says, oh, about twenty minutes. So and Homer ends up turning up the uh, the heat on the oven. And he says, "Well, well, and, she better uh, hurry. The concert in the the concert begins in twenty minutes." I mean, that's hilarious. Right there is, well, she better hurry up. The concert in the concert begins in twenty minutes. Right. <laughs> So he takes Bart and Lisa back home, and they uh, they they happen to be end up eating. And you think that they took over the candy house, so they wouldn't have to worry about food anymore. But it turns out that Homer partially turned back. He still had a chicken ass and legs, <laughs> and he is now feeding the family by laying eggs, giant ass eggs. Uh. I love that one, and then the next one, which of course this one is yours too, about the uh, about the curse. Yeah, but you wanted to talk about the, uh, the stretch. Uh, stretch oh yes, uh, yeah. This one to me, when I first saw it, I was like, "Huh." Uh, it was Stretch Dude and Clobber Girl, which it was called Desperately Seeking Xena. If, if anybody that doesn't know about Xena, this was like a spinoff of Hercules with Kevin Sorbo. Legendary Journey. Yes. Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo as and um but this one it's Lucy Lawless, who's a Xena Warrior Princess. And uh this one it's funny like how it begins where uh Nelt the there's they have like this school of, um what is it like they're checking the candies in like the little um conveyor belt they're, where, they're X raying the candies for, yeah. to make sure there's like no poison or razor blades in it. And then what ended up happening was that uh, Nelson like shoves his candy bag into the machine, and then all, and then all of a sudden, uh, like I forgot what happens with Bart, but like uh, I know with Lisa, like she gets knocked into like the folded bleachers, and then like it falls on her. Nobody gives a damn about Bart. Everybody's like Lisa, that's her number one scholar, and everything. And then that's when they're like, Yeah, there goes. The- 
athletics team yeah and then that's when lisa says oh the funeral so uh, supposedly the x-ray radiation gave bart and lisa uh x-ray powers yeah like um uh it gives like lisa like has incredible strength and bart has the ability to stretch so what ends up happening bart thinks he doesn't have any powers though yeah so then and then he noticed he looks and he actually ends up stretching his eyeballs and checking his whole body out and then notices his eyeball staring at his other eyeball and noticed he has the power to stretch. Yeah. And then what ends up happening in the episode is that uh, Jeffrey Albertson himself, comic book guy, ends up kidnapping Lucy Lawless. And, um, you know, making her like his, uh, wanted to make her his bride. But what ends up happening, like, if any collector, he puts her like in a giant plastic bag and there was like a lot of like cameos like he has like one well, of the <laughs> well when he first kidnaps her uh she's at a she's at a conference and she's doing like a conference for like uh like like a comic con almost but like before uh, comic con uh, Q, uh Q&A session it was a Q&A session yeah there you go <laughs> and uh Frank asks her a question and he starts picking up how, uh picking apart the plot and asking about the uh incongruities and uh he's talking about like a winged horse and then he says you come back for birth or in the next scene you're actually on a different horse and she explains that everything any incongruities or uh continuing uh continuing problems are all done by wizards so uh comic book guy as a super villain is the collector yes and he busts in at the q a session and actually picks up lucy lawless by her metal bra. Yeah. She had a metal armor bra and uh, like leather uh, skirt and stuff like that. And he oh, yeah. used a giant magnet to capture her. And she was about to get away, but all her fanboys are underneath her and she's about to take her bra off to be able to escape from the giant magnet. And she realizes that's a bad idea. So he takes her back to his lair. And like he puts her in a giant plastic, and it was funny because like if you see like oh it's one of like one of the Doctor Who's, uh, Matt Groening, uh like yeah, in the uh, yeah in the plastics yeah. He was, he was one wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Yes. And then he said uh, Yasmin Bleed, which I have no idea who that is. Oh, she's on Baywatch. Yeah, she's she's actually in oh, basketball. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, I have no idea who that is. So. Uh, so Bart and Lisa end up actually trying to rescue her and breaks into his lair. He was trying to steal her into what was it, a mylar bag? Yes. Yeah. So they actually break in and uh, the collector, the comic book guy, had a phaser. <laughs> and apparently it's the only working phaser from Star Trek. And he shoots Lisa and he knocks her down after he shoots Lisa explains to Bart that it's the only working phaser and it's the only time it's ever been fired was to stop William Shatner from making another album <laughs> that's cold and then like when the lasers run out he just like like okay he runs out of laser then he just throws it at Bart's head and then knocks him out yeah and then he was gonna freeze him in something with it, with the cone or something. Oh, it was, like it was like, uh, it was like, uh, Lucid. He was gonna, like, dump him in Lucid. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah, that's it. And what ends up happening is that, uh, th yeah, that, uh, he ties up Bart and Lisa, 
and then all of a sudden like they're going down you know classic james bond style like they're going down in the lucid and then lisa says uh, it says bart un this is untie yourself and save yourself and then bart says duh what do you think i'm trying to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah but lucy lawless is the same today Yep, and then she like rescues him, and then she ends up putting a comic book guy in the lucid. Then he says, "Oh no, joints heartening must do super villain pose best death ever," you know, and he just like dies like from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Lucy Lawless ends up tricking him by telling him uh, that oh she's an outcast like he is, and when they're about to kiss. She grabs his lips and starts beating the shit out of him. So that's always funny too. And then she grabs, uh, and then the end, she grabs Bart and Lisa, and then she flies off. And then that's when Lisa says, "Wait, Zena can't fly." Then Lu Lucy Lawless says, "He says, I told you, I'm not Zena. I'm Lucy Lawless." Like, oh, so Lucy Lawless can fly? Yeah, it's funny enough. Like, Lucy Lawless ended up uh, going topless in uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead later on. <laughs> like. She was dressed up in a skimpy outfit, but she never did a, uh, like, a nude scene. She, oh, she also did a nude scene in uh, Spartacus, quite a few of them. Yeah. Uh, the, the Stars series, which is a badass series. But I stopped after, uh, I don't think I watched Blood and Sand or something like that to spin off. So. It's actually not bad looking, but, you know. Yeah. So if anybody out there was actually trying to get a look at Xeno, <laughs> well, you can watch those two uh, shows. You can find it. You will not be disappointed. Yeah. So that brings us to our next segment, and this one is actually from the uh, Treehouse of Horror 12. And this one's another one of my favorites. Um, it's probably within my top three. Is uh, It's called Hex in the City. So, yes. Uh, Homer, Bart, Lisa, Maggie, and Marge, the Simpsons, end up going to a gypsy's uh, fortune teller shop, and Homer ends up uh, destroying it. And uh, she actually curses Homer to bring bad luck to everybody around him. There's the, those he loves. So Homer doesn't believe her. And uh, he's like, oh yeah, if you're such a great fortune teller, how come you didn't see this coming? And he actually sees a mural of Homer wrecking her shop. So, and uh, they proceed to go home. And uh, he doesn't believe in the curse at first. But they wake up the next morning and Marge actually becomes a bearded woman. And eventually she gets that like werewolf disease where she grows hair all over her body. So she kind of looks like a blue, uh, blue Sasquatch almost. Yeah, almost, and, uh, and then uh, Lisa becomes like a centaur. Oh, well, horse. Yeah, yeah horse. Centaur. Yeah. And he ends up choking Bart, and uh, of course, it's the gag where he always chokes Bart, and his neck actually stretches out, and Marge is uh, upset because she says, you choke him all the time. That's never happened before. So, Homer starts, uh, I'm not sure if anything happens to Maggie or not, but... Uh, Homer's, you know, he's... he's oh, like, uh... Hey, yeah, Maggie, Ma Maggie turns into, like, a giant ladybug. That's right, she does turn yeah. into a ladybug. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, so, um, Homer ends up going down to, uh, Moe's Tavern, 
and he's uh, complaining to Bo and Lenny and Carl, and he's like, I have no idea what I can do. And um, I think uh, Lenny and Carl give him the idea to catch a leprechaun. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, I was, um, I had, I was hexed by a troll, and I caught a leprechaun, and that cleared right up. And uh, uh, I think it was, uh, Carl, uh, was Lenny, Lenny's like, or you could catch Jesus. It's like six leprechauns. Oh, it was Barney. It, 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 it was Barney that said it. Well, it's funny. Anyway, yeah. uh, a helicopter crashes through the ceiling, and it actually pins Lenny and Carl. And Lenny's so upset, he's like, uh, Carl, let me die first. I can't bear to live if I die, uh, see you die. <laughs> Homer's like freaked out. And... Uh, Lenny dies, and then Carl dies after him, right after. And in the meantime, uh, he turns around, and Mo ended up being trapped in a pickle egg jar. So <laughs> I was like, "How the hell did that happen?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So. Uh, but before, uh, I'm sorry, but be, uh, before we get to that, uh, yeah, because the Lenny and Carl deaths, uh, they're like uh, Carl asks Lenny, like. He says, oh, what is, he says, oh, I can see heaven. Like, what does it look like? And Lenny sees heaven, and it's like all the angels are Carl. And it says, hurry up, Lenny. We'll be late for work. <laughs> They're pretty much Bert and Ernie almost. Like. Yeah. So, uh, Bart and Homer end up hatching a plan to catch a leprechaun. So they dig a, a hole, and uh, Homer grabs the wrong cereal and starts pouring the cereal in the hole. And a whole bunch of church uh, rabbits end up. Uh, you know, jumping in the hole, <laughs> and Homer realizes that he grabbed tricks instead of like a charm. <laughs> so after all the rabbits escape again, he pours it in, uh, pours the lucky charms in, and they leave the, the the pit overnight. And they come back, and they had happened to catch a whole bunch of magical mystical creatures. They caught uh, they caught a troll, they caught a pixie, they caught a. Um, what Bart calls the goblin, and the goblin says, Hobgoblin. He's like, Hobgoblin, and he's, he's just kind of tossing him away as, as he picks him out of the pit. And uh, eventually, he catches a leprechaun. <laughs> and so he's like, Homer's like, Wait, 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 how do we know it's a leprechaun? And uh, so he asks the leprechaun, He's like, uh, Sing us a song from the Emerald Isle. <laughs> and the leprechaun's like, yeah, fat ass. <laughs> and Homer's like, it's like the singing out of the angels themselves. It's like, I can't do an Irish accent, but that's what he, he says. So. And um, he ends up taking the leprechaun home, and the leprechaun's just a little asshole. <laughs> he starts breaking everything while they're eating breakfast. So, and then that's like, what... why don't you get that thing out of here and take it to the gym? She's like, he's like, I don't. I thought it was supposed to break the gypsy's curse. And she, uh, Lisa suggests, why don't you stick the leprechaun on the gypsy? And then that's when uh, Bart is, uh, I don't think I could live much longer. So that's when he dunks his head in the cereal bowl and he kills himself. And the leprechaun just like dances on him, dances on his head. He goes, yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, he does a little jig on top of his head. So That's pretty Homer disturbing, yeah. The, uh, the leprechaun to the gypsy. <laughs> And he, and he has him in like a little cat carrier and uh, <laughs> he tries to take him out and when he takes him out the leprechaun's asleep and what, is, what did you say to the leprechaun it says get up you lazy drunk <laughs> so he sticks the leprechaun on the gypsy and 
they, they start fighting and rolling around, and then they start making out, which Homer finds extremely gross. <laughs> and apparently they fell so in love that they got married. And um, so the gypsy and the leprechaun threw a wedding, and there's a whole bunch of people at the wedding that are like magical, mystical creatures. And Marge is all happy. She's like, hey, I'm not the hairiest woman here. And so... I think that Yoda, Yoda was there. He was the, uh, the, the wedding officiator. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. But <laughs> it's Yoda. <laughs> so he ends up marrying the, the gypsy and the hobgo, uh, the, the gypsy and the leprechaun, and the leprechaun and the gypsy start making out hardcore again. <laughs> He's like, "Come, take it over. Say me name." <laughs> is kiss me on my Irish. Oh man, that was just funny. Man. <laughs> yeah, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of the end of the episode, and Homer's like, I thought it was supposed to fix everything. And he's like, Mark suggests, why don't you say you're sorry? Uh, you know, Mark died. He's like, it's not like that, bring him back. And she's like, the gypsy said he would. He's like, she's not the boss of me. And so, that's, this is one of my favorite segments. It's great. That is, man. It really is. It's actually funny. Like, the. Uh, the end of the Treehouse of Horror. It also has a segment with Pierce Brosnan, which was from the second segment of that uh, particular one. That's the one where they're making fun of Harry Potter. Yeah, the, the third segment was uh, making fun of Harry Potter, and uh, Bart ends up creating a toad in the segment, and he half-asses a spell, and <laughs> the toad is like all malformed. It was supposed to turn into a prince. He's like, kill me. <laughs> and he's like barfing up uh, weird kind of like green bars and shit like that. He's like, every moment of my existence is agony. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just barfing everything. So, and at the end, the leprechaun, the uh, toad, and Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan were uh, talking outside his uh, trailer, and uh, the leprechaun ends up tricking Pierce Brosnan into giving him a ride to his car, which turns out he didn't have a car. So, and that's how the treehouse in Oregon. So, and my last segment would be the uh, Treehouse of Horror 13, Sid and the Clones, which is actually a parody of Multiplicity. Yes. Which is a great fucking movie if you've never seen it. It's got um, Batman himself in there. Michael that, Keaton. Know. Sorry, say again? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, of course. Yes, and, the world's you know, greatest actor. I'm Batman. Yes, of course you are, Mr. So, that was my best impression from Celebrity Jeopardy. So. <laughs> sure you are, Mr. Uh, Keaton. So, uh, Homer ends up uh, breaking his hammock, and Marge wants him to do a whole bunch of, uh, like, honeydew lists. And so, he doesn't want to do that, and he ends up buying a hammock, from a random hammock vendor that happened to show up in front of his house. And um, he, the, the hammock vendor says, it, it gives you comfort and evil. And he's like, it's cursed. So Homer ends up hanging it on the tree and he ends up laying on it and he ends up getting caught up in it and spins around. And when it spins him around, it actually throws out a second Homer, which is, as you can imagine, even dumber than the original Homer. With no belly button. 
though he's a clone, he has no belly button. So, um, he ends up making all his clones do all of his chores, and, uh, which includes fixing a light, uh, even though he ends up electrocuting himself to death. So he just, uh, just, just ends up making another clone, and Homer realizes he has a lot of chores, so he ends up making uh, two more clones. And so he sends them out to do all the dirty work that he doesn't want to do. Dies from the electrocution over in the flames in the backyard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they dump his body in Flanders' backyard. So. And uh, he ends up helping Marge pick an outfit. He was visiting Grandpa, and Grandpa was telling him about some fucking story about FDR and Superman having a race around the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was supposed to be the Flash and Superman race on the actual comic, but he got, like, the two mixed up. <laughs> so he, he was saying FDR won the, the race around the world with Superman, and Homer's just sitting there nodding. Well, he falls Homer. asleep, and then, like, clone Homer, like, like well, Grandpa's snoring. He, he just keeps nodding. Yeah. <laughs> And so uh, he plays baseball with uh, the kids. And he also discovers that his clones are becoming increasingly less intelligent every time he clones another one. Uh, when uh, Flanders comes over the next morning after Marge, uh, Marge was pleasantly pleased with uh, Homer getting all his chores done and being more loving and more husbandly and more uh, a better father. And she, uh, <laughs> she, she invites him in to have sex because she, you know, she had a good date with him picking out an outfit. And uh, Homer grabs the clone before one of the clones goes in and tries to have sex with his wife. <laughs> and uh, the, the clones are all upset. And he's like, Homer's bragging. He's like, oh, well, it takes the strength of three clone Homers to beat the original Homer. And there's the three clone Homers happen to be standing there. And they look at each other and they start to approach him. He's like, four, 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 four homers. Sorry. It takes the strength of four homers to beat the original homer. So the next morning, uh, Ned Flanders comes over to borrow a, uh, a chainsaw that uh, chainsaw that Homer apparently stole from Flanders. And he tells him he has to leave a credit card. And uh, at first, Flanders tries to grab uh, his discovery card and Homer said that that would work so he had to give him his American Express so his Amex card which is no longer around I don't think yeah they might oh. one of them went out of business was it American Express I think so because they haven't they haven't really said anything about it I haven't heard from American Express in a long time no I know MasterCard is still around and I think MasterCard, Visa and uh, Capital One but American Express yeah. no Discovery's gone too. So. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's now called Discovery. Around when we were kids, so it, it, for those that don't know, it, we went into a little detail about you know how credit cards have pretty much capitalized. They they've eaten one another until there only became two, you know, and then there was only two. So Flander uh, ends up uh, borrowing his uh, chainsaw back, and the clone Homer's outside with the chainsaw, and he's like. Nods to Homer. He's like, "Should I give it to him?" So the uh, the clone ends up going and cutting off the head of Flanders. So apparently he misunderstood Homer. Each of them are getting uh, successively dumber as they go on. The best and, the uh, best trios of horrors are when they chop Flanders' head off. Yes. Yeah. 
he comes back with Flanders heads. And so Homer's, uh, like I said, they, they're becoming increasingly dumber. And he realizes this is a problem. So he takes them all out to the middle of a cornfield. <laughs> they're all in the back of like a, uh, a flatbed truck. And uh, they're about, he's about to let them out in the cornfield. And before they get out of the back of the truck, he's like, uh, do any of you guys remember the way home? And one of them raises his hand and Homer shoots him with a rifle. <laughs> and he's like, anybody else? And the other one's like, hmm? And raises his hand too, so he shoots that one. And the, the other one's quiet down, they don't say anything else. And he's like, come on, anyone else? And one more was dumb enough to raise his hand, so that one got shot too. <laughs> so anyway, he ends up abandoning him in a cornfield and they end up eating everything up. And, oh, uh, uh, before, I'm sorry, before in, uh, he dumps the hammock, and then that's when the clones get a hold of it, and then they, right. they start cloning more. more, and you see, like, there's Homer, 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 like, glasses Homer, then you, for some reason, you see Peter from Family Guy, and then the original you know, night, yeah, yeah, it goes, let's all go for frosty chocolate milkshakes, and then that's when they started wreaking havoc all over the city, that they were rude, that they were rude to Patty and Selma, and they are very gassy. Yeah, and they look like Homer. Yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, they they get so bad that they're eating up everything in the in the uh, town, and so they have a military meeting about what to do about the Homer crisis. So Lisa comes up with an idea to lure them all off a cliff with donuts. <laughs> and so they have these huge helicopters bringing like giant donuts, and you see Homer, uh, like they're all just kind of meandering around and they catch sight of the donuts and the helicopters go towards a cliff and they all start running off the cliff and killing themselves like lemmings <laughs> so which is actually kind of funny that reminds me uh, Simpsons did have a tie-in game that was with the Krusty doll um, that was kind of like the video game lemmings if you remember that one yeah uh, Simpsons uh, toy house or something like that yes and you had to lead the, the, the crust dolls through the, uh, the mazes and stuff like that. So, anyway, um, they get rid of all the clones, and Marge and Homer in bed, are in bed, and uh, <laughs> Marge is like, oh, that was the close one, you know? She's like, I'm glad everything's back to normal. And uh, she notices that the Homer that's in bed with her doesn't have a belly button, and she starts crying, and she's like, she's like I can't believe gone he's like and the clone homer is like first one over the cliff <laughs> the original homer was so dumb that he went over the cliff chasing the giant donut and um she's like what am i gonna do without my homie how am i gonna live and he ends up giving her a neck rub <laughs> and then everything's fine after that so And that's the last of my segment, so do you have any more you'd like to talk about? Yeah, just one more. I know that there's plenty more, but I just want to get to the one that... Yeah, but uh, there's one that I do want to like talk about, and hopefully you get to see this one, because you don't remember this one. I remember telling you this one, and I love it a lot. Uh, not as much as the, you know, mine, but this one I like, because it came out at a good year. It came out in 2005, and... 
that you know and, I, and that was like my favorite year you know like i mean one of my many favorite years 2005 and this is the one about the mutton chop murderer and this is the one where they parody uh from hell which was written by alan moore and it was the one about about uh jack the ripper and this is the movie starring johnny depp and uh heather graham so uh it starts out with ended up dying of a heroin overdose yeah <laughs> Well, in the movie, yes, and in the in this parody, it's about the mutton chop murderer, and it's about Eliza Simpson, which is a play on you know Sherlock Holmes, and um, it's funny. He says, "And this is my assistant, you know Bart." He says, "What's this? A doorknob? Good show." But what I like is that uh, they're they're investigating like who could be the mutton chop murderer. So they get like these random people, right? And this is like my favorite part. This is what I like about the simpsons back then like i love the fact that you know back when it was like the racism was funny you know all this and that where uh they captured front of people without you know everything having to come down to be like some fucking scandal and you know what i mean and like yeah it was just we make fun of anybody and everybody it wasn't oh you're racist you're uh, transphobic you're homophobic you're misogynist you're uh you know uh it's is the bullshit that, you know, yeah. comedy's fucking ruined since they started doing that. But back when actually you could have actual comedy. Yeah, back when we were talking about, like, yeah, his hair looks so queer. This one is like, they arrested Apu. And Apu was pleading his case where he's like, I'm telling you, I'm not the munchop murderer, you know, and everything. So uh, that's when Chief Wiggum says, throw him in there till we... Till we find someone darker, boys. You know, and I, at the time it was hilarious. At the time it was hilarious because, like, okay, oh, that's pretty funny, you know. But of course, like, uh, you know, uh, honestly, it's still pretty fucking hilarious because I mean, I don't care. Like, uh, if you listen to us, we have a fucked up sense of humor, so it doesn't yeah. matter. You know, it, 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 no, no topics are pretty much off limit of what you can, you know, uh, make fun of. And have a good laugh about. And it's just like how the delivery it was with Chief Wiggum was like, throw him in there till we find someone darker, boys. I mean, it was just like, wow, that's fucked up. But then the next part, uh, they actually arrested Peter Pan, and then he says, "What?" A, he says, "What?" He says, "Bring in that, bring in that case with the child abductor and all this." And it was Peter Pan, and then that's when Peter Pan says. Uh, it was a squeaky voice teen. He says, I shall never grow up. And then Chief Wiggum says, In jail you will. That is a <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I was like, dude, like back then, like before. Then 2005, like the episodes were so messed up. Like they even did a gay episode where they actually made a song that says, Gay, yo, it's okay, yo. I mean, that's where like Homer was, performed, is an ordained minister, performs gay marriages. I mean, this was like back 2005 was where, uh, what was it, uh, was it Patty that wanted to get married? Yes, it was Patty that wanted to marry. Uh, it was a female golfer or so they thought yeah, so and it, ended up being a thief. it was actually a married a man. And and of course, Homer, I love the part, and I still say it, it says, Okay, who's getting married next? Ma Adam and Steve or Madam and Eve? Yeah, uh, I, I say that. And of course, like it still makes me laugh. All these, uh, all this, you know, all these years. Like I said, man, like if it's true, like everything was off limits back then. It was so fucking hilarious back then. Off limits, you mean? Yeah, and really, and then now it's like, oh, you can't say that. I was like, really, like yeah, you can't say anything about anybody unless they're white people and Christian. So. Exactly, it kind of reminds me of like 
like how Family Guy is like, well, the FCC can censor everything, and it's kind of pretty much what there is. They're censoring life. <laughs> what do you think about that side move? Do you like that side move? Well, you should. Nice. <laughs> and as we're like the side boob hour and uh so going back to yeah after that they're looking for the munchop murderer and it turns out that uh it's like a mystery and i like and i like this because it's like they can't figure out who it was but there was a distinction where uh chief wiggum is addicted to eel pie and what's messed up was that uh Chief Wiggum ends up saying, huh, us British sure do eat crap. So, so that's, uh, that was an, yeah, so it's, so it's an indication, like, it happens later. So, what ends up happening is that, uh, there was, like, a collection of knives that were stolen, uh, no, that were sold, and it turns out that it was Mr. Burns, and what happens is that Mr. Burns sold the knives, for opium because he has an op because there was like an opium uh, epidemic back in those times so uh, they were like oh I wish I could have had him so I could sell for more opium and then there's little Ralph Wiggum where he's like I could make opios and he's making like opium smoke uh, circles with like the pipe and everything it's so that they never like dawned on me to like okay what's Ralph Wiggum doing in opium den so it turns out that they actually found the Munchop murderer, which happens to be Homer. But it turns out that it wasn't Homer that's the Munchop murderer. He just happened to be some random guy with Munchops. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And uh, that's when it turns out that Lisa Simpson, or Eliza says that he's not the murderer, that the murderer loves eel pie. And it turns out that the one who's eating the eel pie during the execution is Chief Wiggum. So it turns out that Chief Wiggum escapes by hot air balloon, which actually disinflates, like, it gets poked, and it says, remember me for my accomplishments and not the murders, and then all of a sudden, uh... It reminds me of that horrible Jackie Chan movie, Around the World, Days, Yeah, okay, like that, and then all of a sudden, uh, Ralph Wiggum opens, uh, he, like, wakes up, and he's like... Daddy, I had the weirdest dream, and then Chief Wiggum ends up there with the munchops, and he says, "Ralphie, you still are." And you see like long neck dinosaurs with wings and everything, and then like they fly in the bed. They're like, "Wee!" and that's like the end of it. To me, that's my favorite one because it was so memorable to me. I laughed so hard at the jail cell, like with Apu and Peter Pan. That's what made me laugh the most because it was so raw. It was so funny. It wasn't even that you know, and it was it was just that that was comedy when like the man when it was when it was off limit. Like I said, it was two thousand five. It was so funny. I loved it. I loved that segment. And of course, you know. That's why, if you guys notice, a lot of them are the earlier Treehouses of Horror. They're up to 34? Yeah, uh, well, next, well next next Sunday, the 30th, is going to be the 34th, and that one... Uh, actually, no, it's the 33rd. They're, they're, they didn't do one for the first season. Oh no! They oh yeah, that's right. They didn't because what happens is that uh, after the Simpsons movie, believe it or not, that's when starts things started going downhill because like that's why with the 2000, 2005 one was so memorable because it was so funny. After two thousand six, two thousand seven, it wasn't that memorable, but it was like yeah, they from kind of jumped the shark at that point. Yes, because that's what I mentioned. Like the last one was two thousand five, and that was the one that was so funny. 
so uh, because in 2006 they did the World of Worlds, but it was the Orson Welles World of Worlds. It wasn't the uh, Tom Cruise World. No, it was an Orson Welles, which that one was completely meh. It was dumb. You know, it was dull. That's why with this one, the Munchop Murderer in 2005, that was hilarious. Oh, and of course the Bartificial Intelligence as well. The uh, one where Bart becomes a uh, you know he was replaced AI by a robot. From yeah. The movie AI, yeah. Yeah, and that see those up until two thousand five, those episodes were hilarious. But up until after oh five, oh two thousand six, two thousand seven, they just like fell flat afterwards. Yeah, it, it weren't well, that I great mean, anymore. Honestly, like I'm not gonna lie, like I love like the first fifteen of them, and then after fifteen, like it's kind of like eh. Every now and then, there's a good one. You know what I mean? Yes. But, speaking real back, uh, going back real quick, Ralph is my my favorite side character. I love his one-liners. They're they're amazing. Like um, going back to the uh, the Harry Potter one, uh, Mr. Burns was at, uh, playing Voldemort, and he was actually sucking out the, the magic from uh, Ralph. <laughs> Ralph is all tied up, and he's got like this uh, suction cup thing stuck to his head, and he's like <laughs> dying, tinkles. <laughs> I love that. And um, and also, like, there's actually a song by the Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. Where that one and of course uh like i mentioned the movie i love when like what is it when bart like rides around in the springfield like naked on a skateboard and then that's when ralph wiggum says i like men now i mean oh i mean you heard me laugh my ass off in that theater dude when we yeah. saw that because yeah, she went to see it together when it came out yes uh that one and um I think there was another trials. Uh, oh yeah, it was another one where two were like Otto was like racing, and then like, uh, like he does like uh, hydro planes the bus, and then like the old, there was nobody in the bus except Ralph. Where Ralph says, "Huh, I'm a fatality," or that. Was, I'm in danger. <laughs> and this, oh man, I mean, yeah, Ralph. Oh, especially like uh, on the side, I love the. Uh, what was it the when it was a 2008 election when it was a what is it obama and uh the other dude where uh they're trying to like pick a candidate and all of a sudden homer runs in ralph wiggum remember i quoted that one where it says we gotta pick the most ridiculous uh candidate ever it was like dennis kucinich goes i'm right here and it's like no way worse and they wrote in ralph wiggum and ralph wiggum ends up becoming president yeah he wins like uh, one of my favorite ones uh, is where Ralph and Lisa are becoming friends, and uh, oh. touches Ralph's shoulder, and he's, he's like, "She's touching my special area." <laughs> like, oh. yeah. I love. Yeah, I love that one. And, and the fun fact, too, like, I know it's Halloween and we're, uh, I listen to Monster Mash, but, uh, uh, is that episode where, Bar where Ralph starts to date Lisa and it's Valentine's Day and it starts off with the monster mash? And he says, What is this? Yes. And it's like, I, it says, What is, what is this song got to do with Valentine's Day? He says, Oh, they're monsters and they love killing people. You know, they're in love. They're fun. And then he says, You played the wrong record again, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so every like October I'm listening to Monster Mash and every Valentine's Day I listen to Monster Mash just because of the Simpsons and thank you so much Simpsons for like my taste in what is it Cypress Hill Smashing Pumpkins thank you <laughs> yeah but uh 
but I mean, uh, it's it's kind of our Halloween tradition since we were kids. So even if they get keep getting worse, we'll probably still keep watching them. Like next but, Sunday, we'll uh, watch it. And our new one is Bob's Burgers too. We love Bob's Burgers. Yes, that's that's absolutely our favorite right now. So we we kind of do a watch party every Sunday. So. And sometimes we don't record because I'm like, we were just like, yeah, let's record tomorrow because it's so good. We're like, yeah, let's just record tomorrow. So we have to like redo episodes every now and then. <laughs> For a while there, we actually recorded after Bob's Burgers. We had like a little, you know, contract saying we, if we're going to record on Sunday night, we have to do it after Bob's Burgers. It was in stipulation. Yeah. So anyway, that's our trip down childhood lane and that's our Halloween tradition. Uh, any final thoughts, Jose? Yes. The Frogert is cursed. That's my final thought. I was just wanted to say that. <laughs> anyway, folks. That's it for our uh, Comics Corner Halloween special Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. We will be seeing you again next week. Yes, next week. Yep, next week is going to be uh, the Halloween special where me and Richard are going to rank and talk about every uh, the Michael Myers Halloween from Halloween 1978 all the way to Halloween Kills, and we cannot wait for Halloween Ends. If you're saying, well, Halloween Ends came out, bullshit, that's the Corey Cunningham story, which that doesn't count for shit. So we cannot wait for Halloween ends when it comes out. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for our Halloween spectacular bonanza Michael Myers-a-thon next Monday. And we should also have at least one more paranormal episode uh, for Halloween next week for you guys. So yep, be sure uh, to uh, tune in. Yeah, and we sure and remember to like find us on Facebook and like us on Twitter under the token rain uh, under the name token rains under the titties and tacos banner. Yes, if you find us like yeah, you come to the right place. Yes, <laughs> you you are here. It says you no. are here. If you see a smoking alien, yeah, that's you come to the right place. Yeah, that's it. If you see a whole bunch of shit, yeah, you found it. Yeah, that's the right place. So. <laughs> nipples that say you are here <laughs> yeah that's what it is pretty much yeah because on twitter it's no holds bar but on facebook it's like oh zuckerberg is watching conservative <laughs> yeah yeah the what is it the real alien zuckerberg is like watching so i he yeah, censors out my shit so that's why i moved to twitter so we're good <laughs> so oh, we got elon Musk buying it so he should be finalizing pretty soon so yeah there'll be no uh the holds bar Elon, promote my promote our shit. Come on, dude. Anyway, we will see you next week, folks. Yep, next Have week. Good night. good night, everybody. Remember our Halloween spooktacular Michael Myers Bonanza next Monday for Halloween. -y. Get ready to hear a rat from hell. <laughs> that would be towards the end. Because I know I'm gonna be truthful and honest. My take on Halloween ends, so buckle up kids, that's going to be a wild ride. They literally ended it by making it so horrible that nobody will ever want to see another Halloween movie be made. That's, that's true. I've read the Facebook comments, and yeah, it's true. I've, it's, it's, you're not lying. You're, that was a very good guess. <laughs> well, alright, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week. 
Bye. Bye.